Let's celebrate this month. Let's celebrate this week. Welcome to the Big Weekly Blend Podcast, the companion to our Big Weekly Blend magazine. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, Today, we're super excited because we're going to be covering um, the holidays of October 29th through November 5th. And we've got three writers joining us, all who are members of the Tucson Sisters in Crime. In fact, one of them is a brother. But, you know, we can we can have men and women on this show uh, who are all part of the Tucson Sisters in Crime. And uh, Tucson Sisters in Crime is pretty cool. And if you are a writer, um, if you're a reader, if you're an editor, anybody who likes crime, and anything that's set in Tucson or about Tucson, or if you live in Tucson, this is the organization for you to know about. Uh, you can check them out at TucsonSistersInCrime.org. In fact, we were we had them all on the show um, in the spring because of they had this new anthology come out, and you guys should get it because you know it's the season. It's called Trouble in Tucson, and you can go to TucsonSistersInCrime.org for that. So check it out. Uh, so first up, I'm going to bring Eva Eldridge on the show. You've had her uh, heard her on our shows over the years, read her articles in our different Big Blend magazines, and you can keep up with her at evaeldridge.com, all the websites I talk about on the show today. And we'll have links to a music playlist and all kinds of good stuff um, will be in the show notes. But welcome back, Eva. How are you? I'm great, Lisa. And hey. how is the weather where you are? Well, right now, today, we're, you know, this is airing, like, as we drive to Tucson. Um, But today, we are in Asheville, North Carolina, and it's chilly, and we have perfect fall colors. We had a thunderstorm. We had rain. Um, I'm surrounded by witches, ghosts, goblins, and candy corn things swinging in the trees. So, yeah, how are you doing? That is fabulous. Isn't that cool? Um, Really, really good. Say ghouls? Sorry. Like a ghoul? Did you say really <laughs> Yeah, we ghouls? had ghouls. We have, yeah, we have many ghouls hanging around. Ooh, we like that. You're in Missouri today, right? I am in Missouri today. Hmm. And so what... it's uh, a little spooky here. Many pumpkins. Oh, little pumpkin heads running around, huh? Oh. Yeah. Huh. Now, have you carved a pumpkin before? Yeah, done like the jack-o'-lantern. It's not that easy as we all thought, is it? Like when you do it, it's a it's little not, harder. It's very, very hard to get through the pumpkin. And you can't really do that in Tucson. I mean, you can in some places, but in my neighborhood, the first year I carved a jack-o'-lantern and put it out on the porch, I had visitors in the way of Cavalina. <laughs> they loved the pumpkins. And the jack-o'-lanterns did not survive. Oh, so I saw a pineapple made into a jack-o'-lantern for Florida. You know, and that's Hawaii. interesting. They put a yeah. They put a light in it. Yes, yes, and we just had this amazing pineapple. It's called the Pink Glow. It's from Melissa's Produce. They were on our show earlier, um, a couple of weeks ago, and it's a pink pineapple, and it has uh, people who don't like acid, like acidic fruit, can eat it. So it doesn't have that acidity wow. to it. And it is absolutely divine. In fact, I put it in a bag so that the juice, I could catch the juice. It is amazing. So I was thinking like we could have a pink glowing pineapple for Halloween. Like it's cool. But I think the javelinas would eat that too. 
I think they would like it. Oh, it's I'm so sure. sweet and delicious. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Well, there so we call everybody... that murder. Go ahead. We call that we call that murder and mayhem on the front porch. Ah, see, we're going to talk about some murder and mayhem today for sure. Um, see, that was a perfect segue. Eva, Eva's good. She knows. Um, we're going to bring Patrick Whitehurst on the show, and uh, his story, "The Boys Were Seen," is also featured in Trouble in Tucson, the anthology. And Eva uh, is the editor of that. And um, welcome to the show, Patrick. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. So apparently you know about murder and mayhem in Tucson. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wrote it, didn't and you? I did, yeah. In fact, I started writing it before I moved to Tucson. So that was how I learned about the community. Hmm. So this, it's, yeah, it's a, it was, it's a fic- is it a nonfiction or a fiction novel? Murder and Mayhem in Tucson is, is nonfiction. Um, and it is a, a kind of a collection of interesting stories from way back in the early beginnings of the community to more recently. Uh, I, I think I ended on the Gabby Gifford shooting. Uh, and they're all stories related to true crime uh, or incidents of uh, horrific incidents that have happened in the community. So. Not, most bookstores around town have carried them, but I've noticed that some of them don't, and, and I'm beginning to mm-hmm. think that it may be because they don't want the tourists to see that. <laughs> I was going to say, welcome to Tucson. There's murder and mayhem. Right. Well, there's murder and mayhem in every place. You know, there's you can't go to a city in the country or anywhere around the world and not have that happen. I mean, look at Jack and the Ripper, and people still go to London. And what do they do? They go on tours to see where Jack and the Ripper went, you know. so I would. Yeah. I would too. Heck yeah, I want to know what he did, you know? <laughs> I mean, you think back in the day, we used to have impalings, and then next thing you know, like, I just watched a, a film, Boudicca, the the queen of war. And, um, it, well, Boudicca, you know, she was like a Celt queen and rose up against the Romans, and, you know, it's, it's a crazy story. But th- there's a lot of impaling. Like Vlad the Ripper? Vlad, yeah, yeah, they had, Vlad like, the Impaler. They, she, killed this guy's head off, right? Because he went after, killed her husband, killed her kids, so she went after him and cut his head off and put it on a stake for everybody to see. Oh, that's what you do. Don't mess with Boudicca. But anyway, yeah, I mean, that. and listen, like I said, murder and mayhem everywhere. It's sad sad about um, what happened with Gabby Giffords. We were actually doing a live broadcast when that happened, and one of our guests coming on the show had just shook her hand and met her right before oh wow and and then he was like i can't call in i'm like call in he did and it was it was was, was sad it was a big topic of discussion with the editor now uh like you mentioned murder and mayhem is uh, a national you know it happens in every big city every small city and this is part of a series of books put out by the history press uh so they're they actually have a lot of books throughout the country uh that focus on the different cities and i i got uh, assigned the tucson one which I was happy to do as, as I was moving here. Uh, where, would, where did you move from? I moved from uh, Monterey, California, where I grew up. Oh, well, um, you had ghosts and there, I had, <laughs> I had just finished writing a, a book about ghosts of Monterey County. Um, so that was my first book with the History Press was Haunted Monterey County. And oh, I had, wow. yeah, I visited all the creepy spots in Monterey, California. 
to prepare for that book and saw some very creepy photos and and even some videos, which, of course, you can't put in the book, but I wish you could have because there were some of the videos that I saw were really creepy, you know, the kind of make your skin crawl a little bit when you watch it. Yeah, but it just, yeah, you know, it's just one's one's on the other side and one's, well, maybe not completely on the other side, but it's it's a reflection. That's how I look at it, right? You have happy ghosts and not happy ghosts, and that's a reflection of. And sometimes they're they're very uh, they're kind of automated. They're just doing the same thing over and over again. And sometimes they they interact. There there's a restaurant uh, by Fisherman's Wharf that uh, has a spirit that actually interacts with with the people that work there. And the restaurant is closed now, but it uh, for for years. There were stories of things being pushed off the piano, uh, cooks being tapped on the shoulder, things like that. That's so cool. And you know Tucson has a lot of hauntings too, right? You know that. Yeah, supposedly somebody is uh-huh. working on a haunted Tucson book. That, that's what led to oh. me doing Murder and Mayhem was I inquired about doing a haunted Tucson. Um, and somebody is working on it. Um, I don't think it's out yet, but they said, well, you you know, that book has already been assigned, but how would you like to do Murder and Mayhem? And I was like, yeah, well, that sounds good, too. Ooh, ooh, I like this. Everyone, PatrickWhitehurst.com, not Hurst as in a Hurst. Hurst, I'm sorry I had to do that. That's <laughs> H-U-R-S-T, PatrickWhitehurst.com uh, is the website. Uh, we have Elaine Powers back on the show, and her website is ElaineAPowers.com, and also uh, LyricPower.net. Elaine has been on the show a couple times. Actually, I think a, a, a more a little bit more than a couple times. And what's really awesome about her is she is really about conservation. She teaches kids about iguana conservation. I remember doing a Zoom video interview with her while she had an iguana on her lap. I will want to tell you that, Elaine, um, welcome back, number one. But number two, I recently did an interview with an author who brought a snake onto the show. So I thought yeah, at some point we're going to have to put the two of you on one show together so we can have an iguana snake conversation. Um, but she, she is about snake conservation. But welcome back. How are you? I'm great. I'm delighted to be here. It's always great being on your show. Are, are we allowed to have a snake and iguana conversation on Zoom? Like, Of, I- of course. Um, the, the tortoises will probably want to join in too. Um, so I you know we can, we can have a, a three-way with reptiles. I think it's cool. Uh, I think she, her name is Ginger Penholster, and she wrote a, a book about St. Augustine and um, and it was about snake, a, a, a snakeatorium. You know how Florida has some of those weird, you know, roadside things. Um, yes. You know, I'm just saying. Um, but, but listen, Tucson has the thing down the road. Isn't there supposed to be a mummy in the thing or is that does that cross into New Mexico? I can't remember. Eva, have you been to the thing? Have you done that yet? I have been, and it is a mummy, and it's in the actual physically in the Amaranth Society out of Dragoon. But if you go to the thing, which is on the side of the road, it's a little museum thing there. At <laughs> Where is that? The top of the hill there. I can't remember the name of it. But it's uh, pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. It's like a little maze you walk through, and they have a lot of items to look at until you get to the thing. They never tell you what it is until you get there. Then you see, oh, what? it's a mummy. Well, it's a fake mummy, but the real Aww. one does exist. Well, the oh, real ones, they couldn't possibly keep a real mummy in there. 
So they have yeah. the real one at the Amarond oh. um, Museum in Dragoon. Oh, so have you been to that one? Have you been to the Amarond? Because I've been, we haven't done that yet. And um, we no, need to do it. I haven't done that. Oh, has anybody, have you been Elaine or Patrick to the Amarond? I have. Uh-huh. Did you see the mummy? We need to know. We need we need a mummy report on the show. <laughs> I I don't remember the mummy. Um, so I'm not sure if I saw it or not. Uh, now I have to go back and look. Patrick, did you see a mummy? I have not. I have not. I've seen a mummy in St. Louis, but never <laughs> uh, here. That is so funny to say. I saw a mummy in St. Louis. That sounds like a song title. Um, but hey, Eva's not far from St. Louis. Um, I saw a mummy in Pretoria, South Africa, and Nancy and I were there in the museum, and you could see his toe because it was po- poking out of the bandagey things. And that was cool. As a kid, Ooh. I thought that was the coolest thing was to see a, t- a mummy toe, oh. you know. Well, but anyway. I, I did yeah. see them in Cairo, Egypt. Oh, you did? You went and to Cairo. They have, um, they have all you got the real deal. Mummy, yeah, all sorts of mummy fights. People, animals, birds. Really impressive. Oh, wow. So you got mummified animals. Yeah. Wow. wow. In the organ jars. Exactly. Ooh. Yep. Wow. I knew this show was going to get weird with you guys on there. I knew it was, you know, what was I thinking? But uh, Elaine, apparently, okay, so we were talking about organs and mummified animals, people, mummy toes. And apparently you've got something going on with tortoises becoming vampires well the name of the book is vampire tortoise um and it's my newest science-based picture book uh not necessarily just for children and it features a tortoise that looks like it's perhaps eating somebody with blood dripping down from its beak but is it you'll have to read the book to find out well, okay. Well, I think this is cool for kids. How many oh, yes, adults yes. are learning from the children's books that you're writing? You I hope a lot of them. My point is if I make it entertaining for kids, when the adults in their lives are reading to them, they might learn some stuff too. I like it. I like it. I think I, all ages. Mm, I like that. Uh, Eva, I want to go to you because I know we only have a, a little bit of time with Eva um, because she has to go to St. Louis and see the mummy now since she's in Missouri. Um, but the Trouble in Tucson anthology, do you want to give everyone just kind of like a little overview of the of the book? Because it's an anthology with a bunch of different stories. But when we think about Halloween, uh, the Day of the Dead coming up, um, it kind of has some it has some mayhem in there. Well, there's a, actually there's a lot of murder in it, and then a, a <laughs> few other chaos type things um, in those stories. It's a collection of stories from people that, um, especially like Patrick and Elaine. Elaine's stories is really creepy, and Patrick is really great with the gangsters. They they created all kinds of chaos there. I was putting together um, the anthology to for the for mystery writers and for um, left coast crime actually and our theory what our uh, theory what our um, theme was trouble in Tucson mm-hmm. so it's a collection of stories all based in the Tucson area about 
all sorts of things. We have a little robbery. We have a little bit of um, uh, tagging. And we have a lot of murder. So it was pretty good. I like it. I like it. A little bit of murder, a little... But and there's naughtiness in there too. I remember some of the authors talking about some naughtiness. Um, you know, so Patrick, um, I know you weren't able to be on the show with us that day. We, we all tried, but we had all kinds of weird things going on in the world. I think they conspired to make sure you were here on the show to really talk about hauntings and murders and mummies and all that. Um, do you want to give us a snippet into a you know little insight into your story in the book? Sure. Um, there, there were probably more than three or well at least three or four murders in mine alone but that's because there was uh <laughs> who's counting at this point <laughs> <laughs> i'm working on the murder point um so it's it's a hitman story uh with a twist uh it's a gangster story uh what what with not much of a twist there just your I, I i like the typical godfather kind of stories um but i thought i'd add a little twist to it and I also had fun with, uh, during that period of time that I wrote it, I was going through, I call it my Perry Mason phase. <laughs> so I was watching every episode of the classic Perry Mason show. Um, and I, I think I'd read six of the first six books. Uh, so I thought, why not, why not have these people in this short story be like huge Perry Mason fans and they test each other on their Perry Mason knowledge all the time. <laughs> so I worked that into the story. Uh, around the shootouts and the pizza. Oh, wow. And that worked that's, out really well. That was really cool aspect cool. of it uh, and the twist at the end. Okay. Yeah, I no, had fun with the no twist. No spoilers. Yeah, you got to have the twist and you got to leave your twist there because we don't want uh, no spoilers. See, that's the thing. Right, well, all these short stories, you know. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, with with most, most of mine, I try to come up with a twist. Um, I usually don't think of the twist until i'm almost to the end um mm-hmm. but uh it comes it comes to me and those are the best kind of stories to read i think and and they're kind of like twilight zone episodes in a way they always wow. have a twist or, or the old alfred hitchcock shows can you tell i like old tv shows yeah yeah <laughs> hey but you know what but i think they were now we have so many graphic things that you know are done which is i'm not right well it, i but i but, like uh, those too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not knocking it. It's like a different art form, right? So I'm not knocking it. Um, yeah. But there's something yeah, there's about just... the, there's a character thing that happens in the old style where the characters had to really pull their, and they weren't getting paid like they do now either. Uh, just saying mm-hmm. they really pulled their weight, um, their acting muscle basically to make up for what they didn't have like now and and back then they didn't know that we would have what we have now but um they were kind of the future you know some of those creatives that were involved in those uh old tv shows and old movies they you know they still haven't really been topped um Mm -hmm. there's a few i think there's a few new uh you know like jordan peele uh is a great new director i call him the new alfred hitchcock for for me, he's like the modern day version of Alfred Hitchcock. But still, there's I mean, nothing compares to Alfred Hitchcock for me for for a lot of those suspense movies. Oh well, um, listen, you knew it, Monterey, so you were right where Vertigo was filmed, like outside in in Hollister. Oh yeah, it? is Hollister Vertigo in the yeah. Plaza, which is actually a state park. 
San Benito, uh, at the oh, San Juan Batista, yeah, at the mission. Yeah, yeah at the and then Candlestick there. Point, right? Isn't that one? Candlestick Point was uh, part of one. Yeah, it was for Vertigo. Uh, Candlestick Point is in San Francisco, right on the north oh. side of the Golden Gate Bridge. Is part of where oh, okay. Vertigo was filmed too. Yeah, and then Bodega um, Bay isn't too far away where the birds. Oh, Bodega Bay is you know. awesome too. Hippie colony. Yeah, very cool, fun. We love Bodega yeah. Bay. Yeah, yeah. In man, fact, the... and and. Uh, some of my favorite, more modern, scary movies were uh, Us, uh, just the U.S., that uh, Jordan Peele one uh, that was filmed in Santa Cruz. Hmm. And, and then, then the, of course, songs. the 80s, the 80s movie with Lost Boys was also filmed in oh. Santa Cruz. Hey, and then you've also got to think you've got Richie Valens, La Bamba was filmed out there. Richie Valens. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. With, uh, uh, what's his Diamond Phillips. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, just, yeah, that, that area is, but you know what Tucson is massive on films, massive. You oh, guys, yeah. I mean, you've got all the Westerns, but at the same time, there were so many other movies like, um, boys on the side that was filmed there and everything. So when I look at Tucson, you're going to tell I'm homesick, you know, the, the music, the arts, the, the, I mean, all of it, the film work that happened, um, you guys, I mean, you've got the Tucson Studio. Is it still called the Tucson Studios out by Saguaro National old, Park? Old Tucson Studios. Yeah. I mean, you guys have so much. Um, and even south of Tucson, I know people film. But, um, I, Eva, yeah, I know you're going to get I, going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Eva. Was, yeah, because I know Eva's going to run off and, and go find the mummy. Um, I did, I'm going to ask each of you, what are you going to bring to the to the table of murder and mayhem on Halloween because someone's going to go missing somewhere and um, what is your secret weapon? Um, you know, Bloody Mary. Act. Oh, Bloody Marys. Are we allowed to know what's yep. in them? Do you have eyeballs nope. in it? Oh, no eyeballs. Okay. I'm not telling you. You're going to get them. Oh, on the thirty first. Oh, oh, you're making sure we get our books oh, there on so time. Be, <laughs> be, care, be careful that you don't go missing. Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, but Bloody Marys, yeah, that makes sense, right? Bloody Marys? Oh, because now, uh-huh. I know, Eve, listen, Eva knows about writing and promoting books, and she does write, um, and she's got a very... Um, Interest, I'm going to say interesting sense of humor, dry, quirky, twisted. And I mean this in a very positive way. Okay. Eva, you know what I mean. You know, we, we yeah. because we laugh at the same stuff, I can say it. Um, <laughs> now, Halloween, what? Okay. So you've got Bloody Marys. Anything else we should know on the table and be wary of? Because you can cook. Um, I'd be careful. Like you of the pump. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. I'm still who involved with this very scary family reunion oh. um, that I'm doing right now. Oh, don't kill so, um, <laughs> Take him to the museum with the mummy in St. Louis. Meet me in St. Louis at yeah. the mummy. <laughs> I'm going to ask him. One of the, one of the relatives is from St. Louis is coming in from St. Louis. And I am going to ask them about that. So <laughs> See, we were out that way. And now, you know, the, the, the big, arches you know the gateway arch is a big deal but i didn't know about the mummy when we were there nancy and i would have gone to the mummy oh we were there during COVID, so maybe the mummy was masked 
Maybe you want to know you wouldn't. <laughs> he was a masked man. Um, who knows? But um, wow. Wow, that's cool. Well, Eva, uh, thank you for joining us as always. Um, everyone, Eva's on our shows a lot and uh, writes a lot of stories about her destinations, her travels, and we can't wait to hear about this next book. So before you go, um, and before you drink that Bloody Mary and talk mummies, I hear you're working on another project for 2024. You should spill the beans on because there's Castro beans in the other one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there are. Are that uh-huh. there are. Um, this this anthology is through Wordfire Press and Western Colorado University. It will come out next July, and the title of it is "Feisty Felines and Other Fantastical Familiars." So that's a mouthful. And I'm telling you, there's a bunch of great stories going to come out in said, that. So you said familiars and mouthful at the same time. I'm just telling you, that is it's like a mouthful crazy. of familiars. Oh boy! Yep. Oi, oi! I'm. Ooh, it's going to be some fun times talking okay. about this so, one coming up. Yeah, think felines, think cats, think ferrets, think parrots, think quail, think pet cemetery <laughs> that was, from that, Stevie that King. Be, you know, is um, there any, I'm not telling is you. anybody getting eaten by a you. cat? Okay. I'm not telling you. Yeah, I do believe cats will eat at a certain point. I think they'll just like, you're, you're dirtying up my space, get out. You know, or they'll... Just so you know, it's not, food. it's still PG-13. It's going to be PG-13. Okay, sorry. So. Sorry about my naughty... Hey, it's Halloween. We could put a oh, well, mask on okay. and not be I got my, my radio mask on, but... Well, that's exciting. So we get to keep in touch on that on the show. That's that's yeah. Cool. I get to say familiars more than I ever have. So I think I don't even think I've ever said familiars that much on the show. So we're already ahead. So there we go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So thank you for having me on. I appreciate being here as always. And I awesome. will talk to you all soon. And we won the mummy report. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I will. Okay. Talk so, to you later. Thanks. I, I want to go over back to Elaine because Elaine, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about your story also in the trouble in Tucson anthology, because I know we talked about it before, but it is, it's good to be alive with a question mark. Yes. Um, I'm a biologist. So most of my writing. So she knows involves... about familiars, just saying, sorry. <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't get a story done soon enough for the familiars. Um, but my short story in the Trouble in Tucson anthology doesn't deal with humans. Um, and it doesn't exactly deal with murder either, although the victim, I suspect, would have preferred to be murdered than end up the way he does. Um, so it, it was a lot of fun to write. I, I like to bring the natural world into murder and mayhem as well. You know, it's it's not just us out there. You know, it's really quite a dangerous place. All right, we got vicious road runners, um, and, and all sorts of venomous reptiles lurking around. So, it, it's fun to have non-human turmoil. I think it's good, and it lets people know about how animals work too. I mean, people would think Nancy and I were nuts when you know when we lived in in. Well, even here, we we went and watched alligators chomp on. Sorry, they, he Girls. ate a turtle. 
turtles. Turtles, turtles, turtles. Okay, wait. Lesson time, Elaine, go. Turtles yeah. versus tortoise, because I just call them turtles, and that way they're all together as one, and apparently that's not correct. And I think well, I said that to you on a show, but lesson time. Well, I do have a book called Don't Call Me Turtle uh, that my tortoise Myrtle made me write. But there are many differences between turtles and tortoises. Um, I often ask people, you know, when they say, oh, yeah, I know all the difference. Name one, and very rarely do I actually get a correct answer. But an easy one, especially for your situation, is all turtles can swim. They don't have to. We have a Sonoran Desert Box turtle here that could go its whole life without ever swimming. But it can swim. Tortoises are have really thick shells, and so they're more like rocks. Hmm. So if an alligator is eating something, it'll be a turtle. Well, he got munched on, and you could hear him crunch. You know, and, and so going back to your, your story and the trouble in Tucson is, you know, the wildlife does stuff, you know, and, and you observe it and, and some people have a hard time looking at the, the kill scenes, basically. It's like when your cat brings, okay. So everybody, October 29th, the, the start of the holidays we're supposed to talk about, which we, we, I don't think we ever really stick to it, but October 29th happens to be a very important day. And it is National Feline Day, uh, a National Cat Day, I should say. I'm stuck in the feline familiars thing with Eva. Let me get Eva's book correct that she's she's working on spicy felines and fantastical familiars. So I think that's fantastic that <laughs> she brought that up on, uh, you know, for October 29th, the day this airs. Uh, so it's National Cat Day. Um, but, you know, uh, Cats bring things to people all the time. Sorry, lizards. I know you like lizards and reptiles, Elaine, but they do. They bring lizards, hummingbirds. Sometimes they take the heads off hummingbirds. They do things that make people think and wonder, oh, you're such a sweet kitty. Oh, sure, you can lick my hand after you just killed a lizard and, you know, brought me the body and left the tail hanging out there because they separate, you know. So, um. I'm not knocking animals whatsoever. I'm just saying the it, the world is wild out there too, you know, a little bit wild. Um, but anyway, do any of you have cats? I don't, El- Elaine, you can't have cats with iguanas, right? No, I, I have no cats. No cats. And okay. Patrick, I what have, about you? We have, we have four chihuahua mixes. Oh, you don't have cats. So that, no, we don't have cats. They're, a cat would probably be a little more relaxing yeah, than I, we know. four chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, I'm fending yeah. them off as I'm on the as I'm on this uh, interview because uh, they're they're all surrounding me, um, it, waiting for their dinner. I, I know how they are. I know Nancy and I travel full time across the country, and and part of through COVID, it ended up that we started pet sitting. You know, and, and it's turned out to be the coolest thing on earth to travel and pets it you know it's not a money thing it's it's so people can travel and we get to do podcasts as we go and and most importantly right. get to hang out with animals and and that's because we miss it you know and uh, we had cats and they never killed us or ate our feet or anything um but they well, did well well oh yeah they do no chihuahuas won't bring won't bring things they'll just eat it but um they, eat they did while. Oops. <laughs> well, they might. 
these ones that we don't really uh, out there, but I didn't say that. <laughs> I have not seen mine do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the best things about my chihuahuas. Because <laughs> if you don't, as you never as, know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to think about what that would be like. Um, but one thing she did eat, one of them, one of the four, um, she happens to be the teacup chihuahua that we have. She has three legs. Um, she, while I've been sitting here uh, talking to you guys, she chewed the cover of my Trouble in Tucson copy. Uh-oh. So, so now trouble. it's got her teeth marks all over it. Uh, well, she says <laughs> yeah. it's Halloween, well, and that's that. You know, that's, that's what's going to happen. She added her own little touch to the getting trouble in Tucson. She's got a little mayhem going on. Okay, so October 29th, I have some historical happenings to talk about on this. Um, It was the first trial for witchcraft in Paris, which led to the death of three people. This was back in 1390. How about that? I didn't didn't even think about witch trials in Paris. Um, And Sir Walter Raleigh was beheaded on this day. Oh, wow. For, yeah, for allegedly conspiring against James I of England. This was in 1618. So, hey, we got some we got some crazy history happening on the 29th. We didn't have to wait um, all the way till Halloween. Um, important in music. We're going to have a music playlist for this. So if anyone wants to send me songs for that, it's good. But uh, very important when it comes to music. Today is the uh, October 29th is the uh, birth anniversary of Peter Green the guitar one of the most original guitars of Fleetwood Mac not knocking Lindsay Buckingham um but just saying Peter Green is one of the most amazing guitarists on the planet and um I'm gonna find something good for Halloween for him um moving on historically uh we've got the holidays I think we got the cat day um there's also National Hermit Day on October 29th anybody know a hermit I know know what they're doing I, I know some hermit crabs I know a lot oh, of hermit crabs. Oh, oh, see, there you go, hermit crabs. Now, well, you're not going to get them in Tucson. You have to go to the beach for that, right? That, True. That's... Yeah, I've met them. I know some... I've met them too in Monterey. Yeah, I know yeah. someone who recorded them um, underwater. The music, the the sound of them <gasps> coming out of their shell and hunting. Um, no, they weren't hunting. They, he was anyway. He recorded them in Maui. No, 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 Hawaii volcanoes area. No. So it's the the main island of Hawaii, the big island. Um, yeah. Oahu. Andy Jarima is a, um, a recording artist, a musician and, and a teacher. And we work with the National Parks Arts Foundation and they do residencies, by the way, for writers too, artists, musicians, poets, you name it. Um, you apply and uh, to go into uh, stay in a national park for a month and create in that park. And uh, so just saying, and that's what he did. And he's been on our shows a few times and he records um, sounds out in nature and then puts them into music, which was pretty cool. But he, he recorded that's a hermit fun. crab. Yeah. Yeah. And by the I've way, never one of the heard latest, one. The, I mean, either one of the latest um, artists in residence in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park through this was, is uh, from Tucson. So I think that's pretty cool. She went all the way to Hawaii for that. So. Hey, that's cool. Now, do you know any people hermits? Not real oh. ones. I tell you what, okay. aren't most writers? Yeah, really, right? We have hermit-like tendencies, it's... yes. Yeah, mm. well, that counts, doesn't it? 
And isn't it hard to go into public afterwards? Like if you're in a writing mood and then you have to go to work or you have to like actually talk to people or see people like a grocery store, you can just stay like, especially if you like go to a Walmart or something, you can go in your pajamas and be in a weird zone and look at people and look at how they would fit in your story. But like actually having to communicate with people, isn't that weird when you're writing, you know, to go out? It can be off-putting. Yeah, it can definitely be off-putting, especially during COVID. Off-putting. That's that's classic. I like that. Elaine, do you like to go out and talk to people while you're writing? No. Um, if, if I'm in the mood to write, I'd really prefer to be left alone. Um, but when I do go out, like most recently at the uh, Tucson uh, Reptile Show, the people who come to the reptile show are some of the most fascinating people I have ever seen. And I do enjoy sitting there, people watching and making notes on characters mm. for books. Well, with us traveling the country, Nancy and I do a lot of people watching in parks and um, parking lots and rest areas. That's been our thing. And there's a lot of murders that happen in rest areas and people yes. freak out because we stop in rest areas, rest maybe sleep a few hours, any time of day or night. But it has become, there's a whole community of rest area people. And it's a whole other world. I'm just saying. We have seen. It sounds like a plot for a Halloween movie. Actually, yeah. I think we're going to start like a YouTube channel or something about it. Because we've watched, I can't even tell you, like, even, I don't even know if it's legal to say some of the stuff we've seen we have seen drug deals go down we've seen cars like smoking and carrying on we've seen um like really smoking and burning um we've tried to rescue a dog after fireworks on the fourth of july which was really sad we've seen um a lady grab her husband's toe like her entire like his foot by his toe and start giving him a manicure on the only bench in a rest area um, we've seen weird, we have seen, we love it. Actually, it's become a sport. <laughs> a hobby for us so is I to can, go people watching. In, she must have told him a million times to take care of his toes, right? He, he just, she, she went at, I filmed it. I do have footage. And so now <laughs> I'm thinking we, we need to have like one of those webcam things so we can film people in rest areas i don't know how legal that oh, is so everybody we haven't got it yet we haven't done it but i have taken some photos of some weird things weird surveillance uh trucks and cars and things um yeah it's really interesting mm-hmm. um and lot lizards you know the the women that go hang around truckers right um, <laughs> yeah yeah I, that's a whole other lizard than than what elaine does um <laughs> <laughs> they're not really daily skin notwithstanding yeah yeah <laughs> yes really and i usually carrying a, a bag a plastic bag for some reason in and out of trucks um but yeah anyway <laughs> going back to october 29th and also actually happens to be visit a cemetery day so that's pretty cool so let's think about yeah. cemeteries like if you ooh, somebody got excited about a, a cemetery i love it yes, um if you right. could go visit someone's cemetery and actually commune with you know the soul on the other side who would you go like knock on the cemetery tomb or door and say hello i'm coming to visit um let's go with you elaine 
Um, I would go visit my cousin, Edgar Allan Poe. I would, he's your cousin? He's a cousin, yes. No, he's like a distant cousin, but he is a cousin. Uh, my maternal or my paternal grandmother was a Poe. So we researched you all don't our- don't go around saying I'm a Poe. <laughs> Apparently you do. But well, that's I, really, I, that's amazing. Yeah, so I, I'd like to chat with him. And he has a, now- Larkin and Poe, the blues musicians, the sisters, right. are distant relatives of his as well. So you're going to yeah. be related to them, maybe. Exactly. You have a and lot. they're fantastic. Yeah. They're fantastic musicians. They're they like are. incredible. Yes. Oh, well, I like this. So we can have ravens and iguanas with you now. Like we, oh, oh. but the, rave, oh, the ravens might take the iguana eggs. Right? That's true. But, you know, I, I could. Negotiate with the ravens. I'm sure I can find them something else to consume. Then again, most of my iguana eggs are infertile, so they can eat them anyway. Really? Yeah. Okay. No hanky-panky in my household. Just raising so many questions, Elaine. (laughs) I know. I'm just like, like, what's going on? All right. Um, I mean, from Poe to infertility, it just goes on. (laughs) You never know which way the conversation is going to. Yeah, you never know with a Poe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so who whose cemetery door are you knocking on? Because some do have little door things. I, I shouldn't say that. That's terrible. But truly. Well, I was going to say Poe as well because it is the Halloween no season. Um, but uh, so it is kind of weird, uh, especially because I'm curious about the way he died. Hmm. Yeah, and okay, Elaine, so you probably—it was a kind of a mystery, right? It is, yes. And as oh, it it still more is, information, yeah. it it just gets more mysterious. Right, sort of like Jack the Ripper. You, it, the more you learn, the more questions it raises. Exactly. Uh, everybody loves a good mystery, though, right? Always. That's, That's right, and and especially a dark one with. Uh, kind of an unre- well, in a mystery book, you have to have a, some kind of resolution. But in real life mysteries, you don't really have to have an answer, and it gets creepier without one. Oh, see, this is it. I think I think we need to go to his grave. You know, because it is. Is it up in Pennsylvania? Where is it? I know. I know friends who've been to it. Well, I'm going to go now. You know, we we'll have to go. We'll have to go. I've we'll never been. I'd love to go. Yeah. Where Where is his grave, Edgar Allan Poe? Right. Is it in Philly? No, it's in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, it's ah, in that's Baltimore. Right. That's right. right. Yeah, 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 Baltimore. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, well, hopefully we'll get there. Nancy and I can get there next year. We'll, we'll go. We'll go. That's cool. Okay. Speaking of graves, okay, October 30th is Create a Great Funeral Day. So what do you want at your funeral? Each of you, just one thing that you want to have happen at your funeral. Let's start with you, Patrick. What do you want at your funeral? This is well, really I nice. Say, <laughs> I would say food, but since I won't be there technically, um, I would, you know, I would maybe want, you know, the other common one, which resonates with me, but I don't know if I'd really want it, is to have a mysterious stranger show up and start crying and nobody know who that person is. Just just to throw a curveball. Hmm. Just start crying and not know who it is, and yeah, everyone ooh. else would be like, "Who is who is that?" 
And why why are they here and why are they crying? Hire an actor to do a whole like script. Ooh, that'd be kind of exactly I like, like that. Like something. Ooh. Yeah. I, I knew like him that. in Jerusalem or something and And they'll go, What? You know, he went I've to Jerusalem? Been. I didn't know when. Yeah. Like I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well he has this whole During other his side na- of life. naval intelligence days. <laughs> oh good. Yeah. And he was also while he was doing that, he was also with the CIA. <laughs> And the SWAT team, you know, he was, he was like, you know, <laughs> moonlighting through all of them. Oh, I like this. I like this. So what about and you, my Elaine? Six kids. Oh, you're six. Oh, six. Oh, good. Six, six, six. Cause it's, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Elaine, what about you? What do you want at your funeral? I want the jazz band playing when the saints come marching in. Like they have down in New Orleans. After the funeral, at the end of the funeral. I like that. So do you go to New Orleans? Not very often. I've been a couple of times, but I I always like that. A nice Dixieland. Everybody dances away. Like a Dixieland style or no? Uh, Dixieland would be okay too, but I I prefer the jazz, the New Orleans jazz style. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's because yeah. it's got this upbeat, like celebration of life versus like. Exactly. You know. Yep. Okay. There's nothing more terrifying than old moldy food in the fridge. And October 30th is haunted refrigerator night. What do you need to toss out of the refrigerator? <laughs> or give to someone and say, good luck with that. Stick your hand in the pumpkin and guess what it is. Cadaver parties. That's what we used to do. My Nancy is normally on the show. Uh, my mom Nancy would do cadaver parties for Halloween. So you turn the lights off, and she would make these, um, make whatever. Like you'd you'd have hard boiled eggs. Um, and you call them eyeballs. No, you you're feeling them in a bowl under the table. The the bowl goes around the table, and everybody puts their hand in the bowl, feels what's in the bowl, and says what body part it is. So what so body can, part is a hard-boiled egg? Well, that's up to you to decide when you oh. feel it. Because you, you, you yeah. peel. and and are they are they infertile or fertile? Well, they, that would be up to Elaine to decide. And were they iguana or not? You know, or a quail? You know, you know, you could have those partially fertile chicken eggs so that they have the beginning of feathers. Make it oh. really creepy. <laughs> Oh, that's so weird. I thought that's mm, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> just like you. <laughs> so I'm picturing what, what's that now, that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> just yeah. let your mind go there. Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are fun. What do you, what's in your fridge, Elaine, that needs to go into the haunted refrigerator? Like, you know, that needs to come out. Like, what would you say? Needs to come out and be used as part of the Halloween display of, Eunice. Boy, I'm I'm not sure. She's a biologist. Everything's going to be clean and sanitary and fertile. (laughs) Most of it's food for the reptiles. So, you know, I've got collard greens and zucchini. I don't know. That under the table. What what about you? What about you, Patrick? (laughs) What do you need to get out of your fridge? I would say it would be the leftover barbecue bean. Okay, that can get weird. That could get that can, scary. That could, that, yeah. that could get weird. I'm just trying, I'm picturing putting my hand in it, and I'm not liking how that 
field. No, um, but I'm I can't. Not. I, I can't really put my. Well, I can put my finger on it, but mentally, I can't put my finger on what it would Mm-mm. be similar no. to. Yeah. No. Now, October thirtieth is also National Candy Corn Day, so if you want your teeth to bend, eat those crayons. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like candy corn. And you have to. Are eat they still each around? Se- oh yeah. yeah, and you have to eat each section separately. So I, you know, I nibble off the little end, and then I nibble off the top, and then that leaves the orange center. Wow! Ah, so you you then, you do them they... separately. Do they taste? Does each section taste different, or is it one whole? It, it's pretty much sugar and corn syrup flavor. Yeah, yeah. But in your really mind, different. it's different. Well, sure. You know, and then they have the chocolate ones. They do. Yeah. Wow, I'm behind. So, but now do you, because to me, they're like little teeth, right? So when you're eating them, do you think you're eating teeth? Because every time I eat them, my teeth, like when if there's anything heavy sugar, like my teeth feel like they're literally bending. They're moving, they're curling up in my mouth. That's how it feels to me. <laughs> um, it just does, you know. So now you're you're biting the teeth apart. That's what it sounds like to me, Elaine. You know, that's how it, you know. So now it's like, maybe I won't have the teeth curl if I do bit by bit. Yes. Yeah. And I've never thought of them as little teeth, but now I guess I'll have to. They are little teeth. I've thought of them as little plugs that you can put in a pumpkin after you've carved it for fake teeth. Oh, that's cool. Good one. Do you eat them, Patrick? I, you know, that's why I asked if they were still around because I can't remember (laughs) the last time I had (laughs) I think they should float around in some kind of cocktail somehow, somewhere. Um, October 30th. I know. Now, speaking of cocktails, October 30th is also mischief night about pulling pranks. Yes. Come on, trick or treat. Here we go, of course. Now we all know about TPing. And that is fun. I'm sorry, but it is fun. You know, Um, either of you done any kind of pranks we should know about? Truth or dare. (laughs) No. Wow. Oh, I guess it depends on the dare, but um, I did one that I got spoken to about by, by my boss once to a coworker. Ooh, I want to know. Can we tell or no? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't mention names or, or where it was, uh, though it was here in Arizona. <laughs> um, I put a, a ventriloquist. She had a phobia of ventriloquist dummies. Um, and so I took photos of a ventriloquist dummy at her desk doing various things like holding the phone and tapping on her keyboard. And then I put them on, uh, I printed them all out as photos and I taped them all around her desk. And I got a talking to by the boss after, uh, after she found that. Well, I can get it, but like, come on, it's kind of funny. Like, I think it's funny, I, but if you have a yeah, phone, like people I, are scared about, people are scared of clowns or are seriously scared of clowns. Like, really, there are people right. really scared of clowns. Yeah. Mine is and, bears. Really? Bears are cool. Yeah. Really? They terrify oh. me. Yeah. So no teddy bears either? So, no, I'm okay with fake. Um, it's, it's the real ones. Um, that I just wouldn't get anywhere near them. 
Well, I mean, I have in in the past. I was a reporter. I was a, a journalist for ten years, and i I got okay. to cover I got to cover events where there were bears, and had to get well had the opportunity to play with baby bears, uh, and mm. and I was okay with that. Wow. But when they brought when they brought out the gigantic <laughs> mauling kind of bear, I I got back in the car. Well, because <laughs> you know they can, they can sense fear too. Yeah, and they, I, they I, I know. <laughs> well, there, there's also like having um, the right people with the animals. There's something about that, and Elaine, maybe you want to touch on that too about um, the qualified people taking animals out. Let's put it that way. Um, there's there's just a there's something to be said about that, don't you think, Elaine? About the right people doing it and not like a you know. Ah, I don't want to get into that whole thing today, but but you know what I mean. It, there should be qualifications of touching that. I've been to a place where a guy just brought out a cheetah, and I could tell the cheetah was uncomfortable. And I'm going, this cheetah can maul you and me and Nancy all in one second right now. You know, um, he wasn't going to, but I could tell that it just you have to have the right people and yeah, the, an organization. The, you know. The, Animal and someone did passed. actually get mauled on his property like two weeks later, by the way. So oh, we yeah. weren't far we weren't far wrong. Um so you have to be careful. Yeah, Go you ahead, can Elaine, socialize sir. them, but they're still wild animals with all their instincts and all their fears. And you should really pay attention to what your animals are trying to tell you. Because exactly days too. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. Um Elaine, any pranks on your side? Have you put reptiles in people's beds and apple pied them, or you know? <laughs> no, the, the worst thing I ever did was put the Vaseline on the doorknobs. Oh, that's pretty and, fun, though. Yeah, that's fun. Um, we used to take um, rep- the latex gloves and fill them with different colored water and stick them in liquid nitrogen so we can make little fake hands. Ooh, that's cool. Frozen. That's just cool stuff to and, do. And and there's lots of fun with dry ice. Yeah, dry ice is cool. Yeah, I when I went to school in England for a couple years, a year and whatever it was, um, I was a little kid, and I so we had vitamins, vitamins over there, um, that looked like Smarties, which are like M and M's here, right? And they were all orange. So I took them to school, and I sold them. Listen, I would, you know, you want cigarettes, you want whatever you want to note for your parent, you know, for, I was a little entrepreneur pretty much. Um, but I went to different schools in different countries and in, in Africa and, and some of the schools taught you to be entrepreneurial, just saying. And, um, but anyway, so I hit England and, um, I sold them and they didn't taste, they were hard. You're not supposed to chew on them like you do a Smarties. So I got in trouble oh, and, geez. and I had to write apology letters and, got in trouble like you could have gotten some kids sick and all of that because I you know it's like here there's a new smarty here for you and um that didn't go down very well and next thing you know it's down Jack the Ripper's alleyway no I'm kidding but you know it was but I got in big trouble and I was like you bunch of babies <laughs> you know but anyway so then we moved to South Africa and I sold sick notes so there we are you know <laughs> I was pretty good at sickness because hey. I can copy copy people's handwriting. <laughs> so anytime anybody wants anything forged, call me. I can do it. 
but actually not right. now. My my handwriting sucks. As a kid, I was good. I was studious about it. Now I can't I can't handwrite anything. I don't know if you guys can, but my handwriting yeah. is out the window now. There's no such thing, you know? Out of practice. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird how we get like that because of phones and computers and stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, no need for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, October 30th is also Grace Slick's birthday. I think we should bring that up, White Rabbit and all that goodness. <laughs> we have to bring that up uh, for um, birthdays and historic happenings. Halloween, of course. I love this fact. Um, that it is, I do, am I, oh, no, he died on this day. See, I always get it wrong. Uh, it's John Candy's birthday, if you like John Candy. Oh. Yeah, Ethel Waters' birthday. Um, John Keats, there, the poet. Right. Um, but it is Houdini either was born or died on this day. I swear, what? Hmm. On Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems I, oddly fitting. Either way, it's oddly fitting. Yeah, yeah he, it's he also the, he died huh? on Halloween. He did. He died on Halloween. Yeah, yes, he died on Halloween. Um, Nevada was admitted as the thirty-sixth state. I think that's fitting too, since it has so many. It is rather towns. fitting. Yeah, that makes sense, right? And um, and it's, yeah, and Vegas can be a rather scary place. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, and we've done like there's. Rhyolite, there's Bodhi, um, there's all kinds of interesting ghost towns out there. Yeah, here it is. Uh, yeah, Harry Houdini died of gangrene and peritonitis Ooh. after after his appendix ruptured. So that's a painful right. way to die. Ooh. That is not. Fun. Yeah, that is not fun. We all know Halloween is October 31st, but it's also National Authors Day. Go figure. Oh, sorry, Fitting I jumped well. in. That's no, it's it's. October 3rd. Sorry, that was November 1st. I, I clicked ahead. <laughs> I was excited. Halloween is October 31st. National Caramel Apple Day because your teeth are already feeling great after the candy corn or corn candy. Right. Um, National Doorbell Day. Okay. Who would you not want to ring your doorbell? Who would you hide from ringing your doorbell? Ooh. I'm like, well, nearly everyone. <laughs> yeah, and just about so everyone. We're going to the Hermit Day again. It's a magic day too. I mean, Elaine, yeah, I don't know how go. many solar solar panel salesmen I need to have come to my house, but apparently I need oh. quite a few. Are you still getting those? Oh wow, the Fuller Brush Man. Yeah, what about you, I, Elaine? Well, I like the Fuller Brush Man. We used to buy Fuller brushes. Um, any of the political people running in politics, I probably hide from. Yeah, yeah, it gets a little door. much. Yeah. Politics can well. That's a whole other Halloween. That's a whole other. That's a whole other show. Um, and don't forget, there's a good old knock a door run. Leave some, you know, poo on fire on the doorstep. You know, that's always good. Um, anyway, sorry, that's fun. It's magic day. A little bit of magic goes anywhere. Um, either of you written about magic in your books? No. Uh, Ooh. I can't. I've written a lot of short stories, and I can't remember uh if there's been anything magical i mean supernatural yes okay well you know supernatural well it's all kind of good to me now tucson has the day of the dead have you yes. done that have you been to that Elaine? yes mm, uh several two. times 
I love it. I loved it. It it's, really is. Um, it, it's very, it's fascinating. It's meaningful and really strange altogether. Have Have you done it yet, Patrick? I, I believe I did. Are we talking about the march that starts uh, somewhere near downtown and it goes all the way to a different location where hundreds and hundreds of people walking? Yes. Yeah. It's the first Sunday I of have. November. It's the All Souls yes, procession. I did. I, yes, I did do that in 2019, right when I, like, I would, we had been here about a month and oh, we did wow. that. That's quite a welcome to the city. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It, it was really interesting. Well, this this year it's going to be um, from the third through the fifth, and I think the whole city and so has so many events surrounding. You know, um, there's the procession, but there's and then they do this burning at the end, yes. right, Elaine, where yeah, they burn everything. That. Yeah, that's pretty trippy. I've got some trippy footage from it before, so that's kind of cool to think about when people go to and you know to different cities and to learn the cultures behind it. But November first, everyone. National Authors Day, and we have two authors on the show. How cool is that? Okay, do either of you remember an author that really sparked your flame of writing that you would go to and go, okay, this person did it like as an inspiration for each of you? We can start with you, Elaine, an author Um, that kind of inspires you. Eliza Craig, um, and she had another name as well, um, who wrote really quirky cozy mysteries that I loved. Uh, Charlotte McLeod is her other name. <clears throat> and I, whenever she had a new, new book out of either pseudonym, I, I would <clears throat> make sure I got a copy of it. I, I just liked her quirky characters. They were down to earth and the mysteries were always interesting. Mm, that's cool. That's cool. What about you, Patrick? A mystery. See, here we go. Yeah, for for me as a teenager, we just we talked about the Cat from Hell. That was the first short story <laughs> I read by Stephen King, and oh. I became a huge Stephen King fan after that. Um, so he was really my introduction to reading for fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then it sort of then my mom said, "Well, if you'd like to read, why don't you try?" She was huge on Agatha Christie, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, she introduced me to Agatha Christie, and I became a big Christie fan. Oh, there's a lady who just wrote a book on recipes based on Agatha Christie novels. Recipe book. Oh, really? I'm going to have to dig out that press release. It's sitting somewhere in my email box, and I keep meaning to answer Hopefully it. it's not like boiled ham and things like that. <laughs> gonna, I, or two hard-boiled eggs under a table. I don't know. But anyway, who knows? Hey, but um, speaking of that. It's National Cinnamon Day on November first, and who doesn't like cinnamon? Do you guys like cinnamon? I nope. Love cinnamon. Then. Oh yeah. Oh. oh, I hate cinnamon. Oh, you can I say this? I go. Who doesn't like cinnamon? Nope. Elaine doesn't want cinnamon. Oh, I really cinnamon. do. I really hate cinnamon. That's going to be kind of hard because you know Tucson's got so much you know Mexican culture, Spanish history too, and like Or cinnamon. Yeah. yeah, cinnamon's a big part. Like even ooh. Hmm. Yep, they ruin a lot of good food with cinnamon. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> there are three three really critical things I've learned about Elaine today. <laughs> hates cinnamon, infer- uh, infertile, has, owns infertile eggs, and it's related to Poe. I know. 
oh my gosh, this is great. That sounds like a recipe book right there in a weird way. <laughs> it's like you can have a poetic <laughs> recipe book. Well, okay. It's also National Deep Fried Clams Day. I have no idea about oh. clams because I can't eat them. I'm allergic oh. to that. Um, but for Elaine, November 1st is National Family Literacy Day. I think that's important for what you do with all your books for kids. I, I agree. Yeah. So November 1st, Authors Day and Family Literacy Day. I think it's important. I mean, I know phones and all that and digital books are great. But I just think if families can even create their own reading group at some point, you know, depending on ages and everything, you know, it just is kind of a cool thing to check in on the book and have a family dinner once in a while and a conversation. You know, Absolutely. I think that would Sounds be good. Yeah. Uh, and, and dinner could be um, calzone since it's national calzone day on November 1st. I'm just saying anybody like calzone? Is that or the same calzone? as cinnamon day? Cal- oh, I yeah. love them. Yes. Calzone and cinnamon day all on the same day, November 1st. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Well, that sounds better than uh, Halloween. Now, what about, okay, wait, Elaine? Calzone? No? Yay? Oh, yes. Yeah, I like calzones. Oh, okay. Okay. You're back on track. Thank God. <laughs> it's I'll also National my... Brush Day. It's National Brush Day because everybody needs to brush their teeth from Halloween. That's that's classic. I love it. I love it. That's that's a that's always a fun thing for, you know, kids to remember. You know, here, have all your candy. And it's some adults, I'm just saying, some adults do need a toothbrush reminder. Do we? I don't know. Um, yeah, down well, by uh, Speedway and Cold, perhaps. <laughs> no, okay. Here we go. Yeah, and then, um, well, listen, we had to re- be taught how to wash our hands, apparently, during COVID. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. That um, is true. Yeah, yeah, it is. The Tempest, uh, Shakespeare's comedy, The Tempest, was presented for the first time in 1611 on November 1st. Add a little Which happens to be my my oh. favorite Shakespeare. Oh, see? Okay. It is also D. Hamilton Jackson's Memorial Day. It was the establishment of the first press in, press in the Virgin Islands on this day in 1915, November 1st. So I think that's important. And speaking of eggs um, <laughs> and fertility... On November 1st, the very first rabbit born after artificial insemination was exhibited to the world in 1939. So there you go. There's some biology for you, Elaine. Excellent. So, I know. I don't, don't know how they did it or what they did, but um, I'm supposing some test tubes were involved somewhere. And um, I don't know. But test tubes were, were happening. Um, also, speaking of writing and publishing, November 1st, um, Larry Flint was born in oh, wow. oh. oh, we're very excited about that. Um, but anyway, I'll pretend we'll, not we'll, to know who that is. I don't know. <laughs> hey, but he actually did a lot for the publishing industry to be yeah. there mm-hmm. on for one censor- side. For censorship, yeah. Yeah, he really did. And um, yeah, we, we may need him back in a little bit. Um, We'll do this podcasting as long as we can. Uh, You know, just saying. Uh, You never know what's going to happen. I'm trying to look at who we have. Burt Lancaster. Anybody remember him? Well, sure. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, he was born. We're going to November 2nd, everybody. Burt Lancaster, Stephanie Powers, um, the actors, actresses, 
Anne Rutherford, um, important Katie Lang, Katie Lang, the singer. Um, she was born on this day too. I, I just like her music. Oh. She's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, George Washington gave his farewell address to the army on this day in 1783. Ooh. This is when he was a general. Mm-hmm. And North and South Dakota became the 39th and 40th U.S. states on November 2nd. Huh. And since we're podcasting, here's some interesting stuff. Um, in the United States, KDKA of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania started broadcasting as the first commercial radio station. Oh. So, wow. Yay. And the uh, BBC initiated the BBC television service on this day. Hey, that's kind of cool uh-huh. when you think about it. Like BBC One still runs. Yeah, I mean, it's weird how things all happen on same days. You know, I kind of look at that as always weird. But um, the Leveland UFO case in Leveland, Texas, generated national publicity and remains one of the most impressive UFO cases in American history. And this happened in 1957. Ah. Wow. Hmm. And I'm not so sure about that one. I don't know either. I don't know anything about that. Now I have to look it up. Now, you guys know about all these bands. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I've been researching UFOs, so, uh, for, for the next book. Mm. Ooh, but I'm, I'm actually or... researching it, uh, for the whole state of Arizona, uh, Erie, oh, it's going cool. to be called Erie, Erie, Arizona. So cryptids, UFO sightings and hauntings. Okay. There's weird stuff out by Gila Bend. I'm just saying. Okay, well, what I've been reading about lately is the uh, the Phoenix Lights from from the nineties. Yes. Oh. Huh. Ha ha ha. Well, this Which is, is exciting. considered probably one of the biggest sightings uh, in the state's history. Yeah. You do remember someone telling me that story? Do you want to give everybody a glimpse since we're talking Halloween and weird stuff? Well, I mean, UFOs uh, come to play. Are we allowed to or no? Oh, yeah, UFOs fill fill know, uh, the Halloween niche. Um, and, yes, uh, the book isn't going to be out until next year, uh, but I'm writing it now. So it's it is uh, it's kind of a four parts uh, of creepiness, which is unsolved cases, uh, like cold cases that are historically famous uh, through the state, uh, haunted locations throughout the state, um, trying to remember what else the ufos oh and but my favorite is the cryptids because i'm doing like uh the yalorona um the chupacabra and and oh, you know regional cool. creep cryptids so it's, oh. it's been fun it's been fun researching oh my god i bet it is oh we, you got to keep us posted on that we want to know we we love that kind of thing that's Will cool do yeah, now, speaking of more books, Penguin Books was found not guilty on November 2nd, um, 1960. It found not guilty of obscenity in the Lady Shatterley's Lover. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful how you pronounce Lady Shatterley. Um, but can you imagine that now? And look at where we are with banned books, right? Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like insane when you think about all these banned books. Um uh, hopefully, and I, what, I think. What did Larry Flint think of Lady Chatterley? Oh yes. my God! And they're like, yeah, isn't that weird? Like again, think, yeah, you know, I'm I'm sure he liked her. <laughs> you know, he would have published it. <laughs> Maybe a little. 
yeah, he would he would have published it, you know, but my gosh, it's weird. So November 2nd is officially the Day of the Dead. Uh, also, National Deviled Egg Day. Let's go over to Elaine. Do we get a yay or nay from Elaine on a deviled egg? Well, before I became allergic to eggs, I loved them. But <laughs> since, since I developed allergies to them, I haven't eaten a deviled egg in, your house are in, in fertile decades. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's eggs. number four. Coming full circle. Seriously, this is becoming full circle. It's also National Men Make Dinner Day. Hey, I know men actually make really good dinner. Sorry, um, I'm doing pizza. Uh, so that's good. I, I think guys doing it, uh, that's awesome. Um, be the impact day about being responsible for making a positive impact. I love that. Elaine, you do that. That's yeah, what I, your books are doing. I try. Yeah. yeah. Patrick, what would you say is what you do to make a positive impact? I'd say well, you're, I think you're it, keeping history alive. That's Can that's you? what I was going to say. Yeah, that's the point of uh, the nonfiction stuff is, is to remind people of the past so that they don't repeat the same mistakes. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah, don't. That's the thing about history, right? Is, you know, always trying to teach people to read about it. Don't become and, the next Jack the Ripper. But, it, you know, um, right, it's, national, <laughs> it's National Homemaker Day on November 3rd. Um, yay. Uh, <laughs> national <laughs> Sandwich. I have nothing to say about that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I mean, keeping I, my I, mouth shut up. I'm not saying anything. I just can't. Um, and I'm not saying anything negative either. So don't take it that way. People no. don't send me those emails um, because I think anybody taking care of houses, it's a lot. But November 3rd is National Sandwich Day. So I'm going to Elaine. <laughs> I didn't even get to ask you if you like deviled eggs, Patrick. Yes or no? <laughs> oh, I love them. Yes. I'm not allergic. Okay, easy with the eggs. Go for it. Okay, so uh, sandwich day. Elaine, what, what's your ultimate sandwich? I like sandwiches with lots of stuff in them. So lots of meat and cheese and veggies and those little banana peppers. and. Ooh. Um, no banana slugs. <laughs> no banana slugs. Um, although my box turtles would probably go for them. Ooh, um, they're pretty cool, though, man. I like. I love banana slugs. Yes, they, they, I'm not sure if the box turtle could actually subdue one. Um, but yeah, no. I, if, if given hmm. a choice, you know, I always go with the ham and cheese. But I was like, right. lots of interesting stuff. Okay, so she's moved up on the food wagon, Patrick. I think we were. She's reclaiming her her position here. So what? what I'm still you thinking is that... of eggs with feathers on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you that, take a actually... take a bite out of an egg salad sandwich, and you come out with a mouthful of <laughs> feathers. That's a, a delicacy in in some cultures. Yeah, it is. There's I can't remember what it's called, but it's like that. No, and it's stinky too. It's like a ew, stinky, Ugh. crunchy. Hey, you know, we, we have met a lady that, um, and, and actually worked with her on some projects, Nicole, um, who was, uh, God, what was that thing with 
fear. Oh gosh. It was like a overcoming your fears and doing all these things. Joe Rogan was the host of it, a TV thing. Um, fear factor. Fear factor. And she ate the rat. She did it. Ooh. And she's like, I ate the rat. And I'm like, you didn't. She goes, yeah. And Joe Rogan talked her through eating the rat and blended it up. And he's like, don't get over your mindset. You can do this. And he did it. She ate the rat and she won. So wow. go, Nicole, power to you for eating the rat. And then um, Elaine sitting here going, don't eat the rat. <laughs> Elaine, don't. <laughs> do, you have, do, do you have animals that will eat the rat? You know? Or no? uh, none of my animals will eat rats. Cats will eat rats. Well, maybe yeah. not. They're really more into mice. Uh, rats can rats get pretty big. I kind of I think they're. I like all animals. So I don't think negative. But now that we've got into, are you ready for a sandwich, Patrick? After this conversation, <laughs> he's like, I don't even. <laughs> For a, like sandwich? a sandwich? <laughs> yeah, would you like? And Nancy's yelling in the background, I want a Reuben. I want a Reuben. Oh, yeah. those are good. Um, I My favorite, my go-to is a sourdough BLT. That's good, except for the tomatoes shouldn't be in there. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, I wouldn't do it today, but sometimes I do like to put a fried egg on it. Oh, but not today. No, today the eggs no, are really... No, not... No, you've, yeah, you know what? Breakfast is completely... Away. There is no cinnamon. It's fall. There is no cinnamon in the coffee tomorrow, and there's no eggs for breakfast, for sure. It's it's over. <laughs> okay, Elaine. Well, it's well, okay. That, we'll all survive. We'll all survive. That, that partially feathered egg is called no. a balloon. <laughs> That's it, the balloon. Oh. <laughs> It still doesn't make it better. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Eggs Benedict was my favorite breakfast lunch. And it's well, kind of the Hollandaise now. dripping off a feather. <laughs> now I can see like little face going, wah, wah, wah. I don't know. It's like, you know, little faces in your food. Does anybody else see faces in their food or like get weird? I'm like a little weird like that. I look at things and go, I see faces like in carpets and stuff. Okay, whatever. I'm not. I'm not doing anything weird, but like you see faces at times and things in patterns. I've seen on them like in wallpaper. Okay. <laughs> and some people see Jesus on tortilla chips, you know, every, I mean, it's oh, real. People right. see things. It's, it's people see their things, but like, if you're in a, like in a, a bathroom, right, you go, you go to the bathroom and you're in some place that you haven't been before and you're going to go back again. Right. You go in the first time and you see on this wallpaper, like this looks like a face that's yelling at you, like a creepy face. And you go back and it's moved position. Have you ever experienced that? Any of you? Like I sometimes feel like there's ghosts and wallpaper and, and uh, carpet and all kinds, like there's little faces, but they move according to what you do. It's, I'm not that Would that weird. be with or without opium? I'm talking without because I, I, I've never had opium. Um, not yet anyway, but I'm starting to sound like I should or have, but no, but if you, what is that? Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? The carpet, but there are patterns and things and you can see things in them. And then you go back to look at it and you can't see it. It's moved or changed according to your mind, your perception, you know, it's not, um, 
I'm not being weird. It's just the way our minds work, you know, of seeing things. It's science. And you, yeah. Can you help on this, Elaine? <laughs> no, no. I... He's backing out of this one. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm so catching that one. Okay. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I promise. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> it's Fountain Pen Day on November 3rd. Speaking of, um, yeah. I, has have either of you written with a fountain pen? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was taught in school how to do one. And I think we even had to buy one when I was in school, like a fountain pen and, and do the ink and cursive and have that special paper and everything. And for and doing it, scientific illustrations, we had to have a fountain pen to get the, oh. the flow right. Oh, wow. That, so, Huh. So do you do illustrations? I, I I did a little, but I, I don't do real illustrations. Certainly not today. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think scientific illustrations are fascinating. And sometimes they actually do a better job than photography in a yes. weird way for yeah. identification. Yeah. I'm, I'm like Audubon and, and, Sibley's and all of even botanical drawings of plants you know and we could talk about carnivorous plants since we're in the Halloween mode those are cool um like Venus slide traps yeah those are picture plants um oh picture plants seriously they look like a little choir singing all innocent but they're like eating things (laughs) you know they do they all they're all in a little row going "Woo, here I am Look at me, I'm so pretty. Chomp. Come on, take a dip. <laughs> well, what about the Day of the Triffids movie? You like the old movies? Have you watched that, Patrick? The Day of the Triffids? I, I have, and and uh, Body Snatchers as well. <laughs> See now, Elaine, have you seen the Day of the Triffids? I have not. <laughs> I don't know whether to re- recommend it, <laughs> but it's it's classic. It's just one of those classic things, and and it's funny. And the plants, you, they have these clicking sounds when they come after you. It's like clapping, like clack a clack a clack clack. I'm gonna come and get you. And then the plants invade the people. You know, sounds like my that, movie. Yeah, it 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 it's there's that joke of how we tend to plants so that they kill us, like they're giving us oxygen, so then we decompose, and they're just basically keeping us alive to kill us later. You know, but anyway, and various later. So who knows? But um, anyway, yeah, here, here we go. This is this is definitely one of those shows. So fountain pen, Patrick, have you worked with that? I have, but not not like Elaine has. Mine, mine has been more for fun and for the experience of, of using one. I, I still have one. Wow. And it was a challenge. Cool. It was a Recently, because I do type mostly, um, writing with it and not making a huge mess was was a challenge. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're we're getting close to our closing part. We're getting there. So National Candy Day is November fourth, which they put after Halloween, which is kind of crazy, weird. Well, I don't know who makes it. it's also National Chicken Lady Day. Um, there's also National Bison Day. We love, um, but candy. What's your favorite candy, Elaine? I know it's not cinnamon in it. 
you know, no eggs, no cinnamon. I'd say Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, you just stole Nancy's candy. Nancy loves her Reese's peanut butter. Followed closely by Cadbury fruit and nut. Ooh, Cadbury Easter eggs. But I mean, you have to go to England for them. You can't get them here. Cadbury Easter eggs here suck compared to Cadbury's. Sorry, Cadbury's. But in England, it's real. It's like the real proper deal. It is. Or and it really of, sucks when you can't, you can't, it just sucks when you, you can't get it anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, it's good. And you don't want it shipped. You want it, you know. You get the it? nice thing is if you go to a Commonwealth country like the Bahamas or the Cayman Islands, mm-hmm. they have the real Cadbury. Yeah. Well, so you can you pick know, it up there. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I grew up all in like British style, like, you know, all the colonial places. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um you know, Kenya, South Africa, England you're definitely colonial um and you'd get it i mean it's like even like fanta orange is not like what you get in this country fanta orange is a whole other fanta orange like i i cannot explain it but um we've watered down stuff and some of it may be good because the fanta orange in other countries will give you the biggest sugar high you ever knew about (laughs) but um oh man and yeah what what about you patrick what what's your favorite candy uh, I would say the anything with peanut butter, um, chocolate, and pretzels. Oh, yeah. and gummy bears. Can we add gummy bears to the mix? We have to have the gummy bears. Oh, yeah, bears. those are delicious. That's the Especially only way I travel. The Haribo. Oh, yeah, and those are really bad for us. They're really, really bad for us, but nothing else compares. I've yeah. done all the non-this, non-that, now. Nah. Not the same. If there's a weird texture and there's just bite those bears' heads off. See, that's we're back to the bears. See, um, okay, it's National Easy Bake Oven Day for kids um, on November fourth and Roast Dinner Day. So um, I don't think uh, World Numbat Day. What's a numbat? Wow, that's a good I question. A numbat. This is like a little rodent thingy. Have you heard yeah. of a numbat, Elaine? Yes, oh. it's it's a marsupial. Um, it, they're found in Australia, where you know the the world center for marsupials. I've never seen one, but I have heard of them. I'm looking at a picture. It's cute. It's not a dingbat. It's not you know. It's not, it's, wife. it's not a wombat, but it's a numbat. It's a numbat. You number it's cute. It's cute. It's almost got like a little ant eater's nose. It's got a long little nosy. He's cute. I I want to see one. Okay, so it's numbat day and roast dinner day. Two things that shouldn't be on the same day. Um, we don't want that, you know, because we want to take care of the numbats. We like that. Um, all right. So Adam Ant. Does anybody remember Ant Adam Ant? Since I was talking about ant eaters, he was born on this day. November 3rd. I, Prince Charming. I grew up with that. And William Cullen Bryant, poet and journalist, was born on this day, 1794. Um, looking for all those, you know, we've got, we've got Roseanne. She was born on this day. That's a whole other story. Um, oh, yeah. Moving, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we won't go there. We'll move <laughs> on. We'll keep moving on. Hey, and we could get our voice like that and tell us what to do. <laughs> um, 
And then it's, uh, okay, November 4th. I think we were on November. Yeah, we're behind on one thing. November 4th. Walter Cronkite. Talk about journalism. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was born on this day, 1916. Wow. Okay. So Ruth, uh, November, everybody, uh, November 4th. Uh, Ruth Handler was born on this day in 1916. Ruth Handler is a businesswoman. And guess what she did? She invented the Barbie doll. So there you go. Oh, oh my Barbie day. Yeah. Has anybody seen the Barbie movie? I haven't. I haven't. But I've heard wonderful <laughs> things about it. I've been to Barbie Beach. Elaine, Nancy we're probably... I haven't been I, I'm guessing we're the only two people in the world that haven't. Oh, you haven't either. No. So we're the only three people in the world who haven't. I have heard good things and that I should get over it and watch it. Um, but we have been to Barbie Beach in Georgia. And it's... Nice. Um, they at this a couple that at the end of their driveway created Barbie Beach. Wow. Put Barbies out and made a little display and then people started dropping off Barbies and they keep changing out the displays. They have a Barbie beach parking lot for you to park. And they have signs saying, don't give me any more Barbies. We were there during COVID. (laughs) So we had COVID Barbies and then slut Barbies. And I say that exactly what it was. I I mean, I couldn't put the pictures up on Facebook or Instagram because they'll, they'll take it down. Um, Then like, you know, Beach Barbie bars and some very odd and peculiar, weird, very Barbies zip lining in and uh, and naked Barbies and a lot of Ken Barbies and gorilla Barbie things and oh. anyway, all I it, it was fun. It was fun to see. I, I thought it was fun, but um, like I said, you couldn't put it up. If you can't put it up on Facebook, you know, like you're seeing something very odd. I don't know about the kids seeing that. I don't think, Elaine, you would put this in your books. Um, but um, anyway, it was it was interesting. So there you go on on that. Um, so, yeah, there's, hey, one of the up and coming authors, Matthew McConaughey, is also born on this day, 1969. Will Rogers. Ooh, Will Rogers, born oh, 1870, yeah. 1879. Think about that, man. That's pretty. Wow. He's yeah. And then um a genie, a thirteen year old feral child was found in LA, California, having been locked in her bedroom for most of her life. And that was in nineteen seventy. Mm. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. I mean, did they watch I Dream of Genie in a bottle? Like what? Like it's spelled differently, but that's kind of that's kind of messed up. You know, oh, we also yeah. got um, our first female governor elected, uh, Nellie Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Ross of Wyoming. So that's kind of cool. Wow. No, November 5th is cool because that was Guy Fox night. And that's, well, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily cool because I don't want to go and say what happened in our country recently was cool. The gunpowder fo- gun plot. So you, we all know Anonymous, right? And Anonymous was right. taken off of this. Uh, a conspiracy led by Robert Catesby, or, uh, however you want to pronounce it, Catesby, uh, to blow up the English House of Parliament was thwarted when Sir Thomas Knivet, a justice of the peace, finds Guy Fawkes in a cellar below the House of Lords. And this was in 1605. Mm-hmm. So now it's Guy Fawkes night. They blow things up. 
And so it's kind of right. interesting when you think about what we went through in this country with what happened at the Capitol and um, the riots and all of the, you know, the storming of the Capitol. It's kind of similar. So people thought that, but anonymous, I always thought was kind of on the trying to do the right thing. I don't know. Um, so it's kind of, you know, we're not back in those times, but um, now England celebrates, you know, uh, when we lived there, but that was in the eighties, they had bonfire night and people basically brought out their old furniture and blew it up. <laughs> that was like in, and had cider around the fire. Now it's turned into like major events, but um, I find right. it interesting, you know, to look back on, on those things. Cause like you said, Patrick history repeats and we're trying not to have that happen, but you know. Seem to end up I'm, with it happening more and more often, but yeah, it's good to make the attempt to remind yeah. people. Well, November 5th is also, talk about the same day, uh, Raymond Louie, uh, the inventor and industrial designer, was born on this day. And, and look him up if you don't know him. He's fascinating and uh, did so much. Um, Will Durant, uh, the philosopher and author, was born on this date in 1885. And John Brown, the writer, in 1715. So it's kind of interesting, all these people on the same day. Um, when you think about music, Peter Noon was born on this day from Herman and the Hermits. Mm -hmm. Yes. Graham Parsons. Graham Parsons uh, was born on this day in 1946. And that's a story. Has anybody followed his story about being, um, talk about his, uh, they carted him through Joshua Tree National Park and set his uh, casket on fire. Um, Graham oh, Parsons. No, so it's like a whole crazy story. And I may not be saying it right, but I'm just saying, look it up. Art Garfunkel on the same day as well. Ike Turner on the same day. Wow. Myron Florin on the same day from the Lawrence Welk show. I mean, isn't that kind of crazy? Like, you know. That's a lot. Um, and then Fred Whipple, speaking of Fred Lawrence Whipple, uh, Whipple Observatory, not far from you guys. Uh, the astronomer mm -hmm. was born on this day in 1906. Roy Rogers in 1911. Man, what happened on November 5th? Everybody popped out. Um, <laughs> right. Seriously, it's like a mass invasion. Um, these were the fertile eggs that came out. Uh, Vivian Lee. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. This Scarlet. Um, uh, we had, oh, gosh, Brian Adams, the singer, Tatum O'Neill. Ooh. And, uh, oh, Kevin Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. I mean, that's Sam Shepard. I was born on that day, too. Is that, is that enough, guys? Hmm. I think that's quite a lot of good people. Yeah. Um, talented people on November 5th. And then the holidays other than Guy Fawkes Night. Um, American Football Day, I have nothing to say about other than put classical music, especially the Nutcracker Suite, on and watch football. Um, do either of you right. watch football? No. I, I watch an occasional Florida State game. Ah, ah, see? So you got Florida roots. Well, I gra graduated with my bachelor's degrees from Florida State. Um, when I was there, I refused to go to a game. Uh, and I would use those Friday and Saturday when everybody was at the game to study because it was nice and quiet in the dorm. Uh, okay. So you're, you're, yeah, yeah. She talk about nobody ring my doorbell. Uh, everybody, it's daylight savings day. Arizona doesn't care. Uh, no, we do. November 5th. <laughs> um, but Elaine, you might like this. It's national redhead day. I've not met you in oh. person, but I think that might be your day. Okay. Um, Patrick, is, I, I don't know if you're a redhead. I, I haven't met you either I'm yet. But, but anyway, <laughs> here's to all redheads. Yeah, isn't it That's funny? Right. Redheads, because redheads are known to be fiery. 
and it's bonfire night at the same time. Like that's cool. But um, yeah, very cool. Thank you guys for joining. I know we, we went over time and as always, um, but what a fun show talking about. Yeah. We managed to keep creepy all the way through time. the end. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, I'm so Especially glad. Um, I know the eggs will never get past the eggs. Um, <laughs> I'm just My seeing feathers now. <laughs> I know Elaine, but you always teach us something no matter what. Um, I do. I do want to tell you um, we're recording in, um, uh, you know, you know, we pets it. Right. So, um, you've got your YouTube channel for Curtis Curly Tail. Yes. And we're taking care of a dog called Curly. Just letting you know. Oh, he, nice. Does he have a curly yeah. tail? Uh, yes, he's got a curly. He's all curly. He's very cute. He's a very sweet boy. Yeah. He's a, he's a doodly do with lots of curls. And he's very cute and mm. uh, very shy, but we're getting there. Um, but anyway, because you've got a curly, I had to bring up the curlies. Um, which is separate from the feathers in the neck. <laughs> so anyway, um, everyone keep up with Elaine, go to her website, elaineapowers.com. As I was saying earlier, the links in the show notes will take you to everyone's websites, also to the music playlist. And uh, Elaine and uh, Patrick, if you've got music that you want us to add to that, just email me, we'll add it. Uh, also keep up with Elaine at lyricpower.net. And for Patrick, go to Patrick Whitehurst dot com not hearst h-u-r-s-t uh, patrick whitehurst.com and for tucson sisters in crime pretty easy tucson sisters in crime.org eva eldridge.com it's all in the show notes and we're here uh, at bigblendradio.com thank you so much both of you for joining us thank you thank you thanks for listening to big blend radio's big weekly blend podcast you can keep up with our shows at BigBlendRadio.com. And if you want to get our Big Weekly Blend magazine, just sign up for our newsletter at BlendRadioAndTV.com.